Boom! There it is, ladies and gents. Holy moly. You guys want to talk marketing? Because that's what we do all the time here on the show. I got a great episode for you. Let's get this one started. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Is your business in need of customers? Then you found the right show. Hernan Cias is the business bro, and he makes getting customers fun and easy. Watch, listen, and learn as each episode is designed to sell. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. All right, ladies and gents, let's do this. Let's drop some fire. Who do we got on the show today? Before we get started, it's always a friendly reminder to like, share, and subscribe because every time you do, you help an entrepreneur find a customer and a customer find the solution to their problem. All right, ladies and gents, small businesses fail more often than they succeed. Sadly, it's not even the quality of work that causes their failure. Oftentimes, it's the lack of exposure. Simply put, not enough people know who you are. Today's guest knows this problem all too well, and she's helped launch two nationally recognized marketing agencies and a nonprofit, and has worked with some of the big names like Randy Moss, Lisa Vanderpump, Paris Hilton, the Kardashians, and other businesses, and I'm excited to learn from this marketing expert. So let's welcome to the show, CEO of gpsmarketing.info, winner of the 2021 Best Small Business Awards Top 100 and InnoBiz Journal's Top 10 Under 25, Clara Baldwin. All right, Clara, welcome to the show. Hey, hey. Oh my gosh. I feel like I can run through a wall now. That was like the best intro I've ever experienced. Well, boom, there it is. Record it, clip it, take it. Now you got it at 5 a.m. when you wake up in the morning. That's going to get you going. You ready to rock and roll? Yeah, I am. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, First and foremost, uh, I always love the why question. In every business, we're going to go through ups and downs, peaks and valleys. There's always going to be obstacles in our way. And the reason why we're doing these things is... The thing that pushes us forward so why are you doing this why are you yeah. doing this because i want to know love that love that yeah that's a great question um a lot of reasons honestly but the main reason is probably because i grew up with really nothing um i faced a lot of adversity in my life with poverty abuse um i am also a first gen american my mom is thai so i just had a lot of things you know going against me growing up and i feel like that's the reason why i've you know persevered through my life and started my businesses especially at a young age just because you know i had nothing so i just knew exactly what i didn't want i just wanted more and there was only uphill from there well everybody starts somewhere and ends up somewhere right so what does your end game look like i mean you're you're well you're on your way you've had a great experience and a resume so far and i'd imagine as an entrepreneur that's just where you're getting started what does the end look like for you yeah i wish i could answer that honestly in in one one thought but on i don't know what my end game is yet um i do know that i wake up every day pretty hungry for more and just you know i'm inspired by people who are bigger than me is obviously like how i live my day-to-day rather than looking at all my you know credentials and what i've done i never feel really that accomplished or successful i just uh i always think that i have more to go and i just look at those people above me and that's what i want i just want what they have and you know, um, help others, not just a monetary thing every day, like make an impact on earth rather than just the business life. Although it's very fun as well. Dude, 
marketing is like one of the greatest things. I literally get to do a show every day where I have fun talking to a new entrepreneur and it's creating yeah. content, stuff that we can use for our own businesses, for our own brands, for our own labels. So let's talk about your credentials. Everybody always wants to know when I talk to a marketing person, what makes them special from everybody else? Skills I've acquired over a very long career. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, marketing is crazy because it just changes every day. And it's such a broad industry where everyone, it's like they have their own art, I would say. Um, no one is the same. Everyone's just a different snowflake in this world. So um, I would say like, you know, I worked corporately for a month and got laid off after college. Um, they had budget cuts and then my back was against the wall. So I started my agency, Ground Plan Studio, what I own right now. Um, and I just remember like working in corporate that, you know, I felt like clients were treated as numbers and as cliche as it is, it's the real you know, the real scenario of what a lot of businesses are running into. Um, you know, I have clients come to me all the time and they say, we really are sick and tired of hiring these huge agencies that charge thousands of month, thousands a month. Um, you know, is there anything you can do for us that's intimate? And that's what I really, um, you know, push in my in my business is that I want to be really hands on. I want to know exactly what your needs are and I want to fulfill them in a personal way. I also want to be transparent. Like I want to be that person. I'm not going to just take your check and like stretch it as long as I can. I'm going to tell you if I don't agree with something, a technique you're doing, you're not growing because of this. Like I want to tell you X, Y, Z, you're doing these things wrong um, and kind of pivot them. But I don't want to streamline it either. So I don't want them to go through like a million people because essentially I'm the person that's pitching them, you know, this marketing package. Like they see me, they see that I'm passionate for their business. So um, for agencies to kind of, you know, pitch and promise things and then just outsource it to the cheapest and most tacky way of marketing not saying all of them are like that but um it's a pretty common thing so i really try and avoid that and make it really personable wait you mean you sit down and you have a conversation with the business owner you find out where they are today where they want to go how big yes. that gap is and then develop a strategy and a plan to get them from point a to point b i mean that sounds a little crazy i know i know and it, it is crazy how like that's not very common right now because, um, again, yeah, people are taking checks and just just stretching it, like I said. But, yeah, when I see people, I'm like, I want to check in all the time with you. I want, like, honest feedback from you. Do you like what I'm doing? Do you feel like there's something missing in your strategies? So it's just always trying to find the holes and fill them um, while being honest with them. Mm. So let's talk about that, because the truth of the matter is we're in an industry where there is no set standard. No, they don't know. The customer doesn't really know what they're getting. And on top of that, there's confusion between what marketing is and what sales is. Do I know what a funnel is? Do I know what a website is? Like the customer has no clue. So when they do hire you, what do they pay you for? If you're good at something, never do it for free. Yeah, I mean, okay, so I started out this agency as a web development. I think everyone kind of starts like this. And then you quickly realize that everyone out there has a website. So what I did with my agency was, you know, kind of question a lot of these companies that I were cold approaching, like, what are you guys missing in your strategies and your sales? Like, and all of them were saying, you know, we need social media. We need our digital marketing strategy. We need ads. We need ROI on those ads. Um, and our revenues obviously is the biggest thing they want to see sales. So now I provide 
a multitude of things, but I would say mainly it's like, you know, digital marketing, building funnels, sales funnels with ads through digital marketing to their website, landing pages, services, products to sell. Um, and mm. then on top of that, providing search engine optimization. I even provide like reviews for apps and reviews for companies. And uh, we do beta testing. We do influencer marketing, um, graphic design, obviously. So I would say there's over 20 services that are listed on my website that we provide. And it just keeps getting bigger and bigger because ultimately I want to go to a client and say, there's not one single thing that you need that we don't have is my goal. That marketing standpoint, I'm sure you started off with the with a simple menu. I mean, like you said, you started off with creating websites and it kind of opens the door. And it, that's the cool thing about business to me is you start off very niched and very focused and then kind of add a piece and add a piece and add a piece. And that's the same process that most entrepreneurs start with, right? They have a specific niche. I'm good at this tech wise. And then they got to kind of learn their bookkeeping and they kind of got to learn their legal and they kind of got to learn their marketing. Uh, and, and then you find yourself having to work with a team. So when people are hiring you because they realize, okay, I can't do this by myself. I am not a marketing expert. I need to hire somebody. Who is this ideal client that you're looking for? I am looking for qualities beyond the physical. Yeah. Um, Honestly, so I have a, an agency that accepts all sorts of niches and industries, and that's what I love. And I know that in the marketing world, a lot of people say niche down. So that leads to the second agency I opened just to like see if I was missing anything. So my first agency is called Ground Plan Studio, and it takes every industry imaginable. I've worked with like auto, CBD, medical, um, beauty you know, influencer space, e-commerce, it's just everything imaginable I've worked with. And then uh, a lot of people I know in this industry say, you're supposed to niche down, like work with only HVAC or work with only medical. So that's what I did. I pivoted to medical only um, and then just figured out quickly that my passions are really learning every other industry. So I, I'm pivoting back to Ground Plan Studio. And I'm just saying, like, I told you so. I niched down and I became miserable. And I really find passions in learning about people. So my ideal client is, you know, obviously people who are have those holes in their strategy. They don't exactly know what they need, but they allow me to have that creative freedom. And they also allow me to guide them if they if they need it. And they admit and they admittingly, you know, they say that they're good at the things they do and they'll stay on the front ends of things, but they kind of give me the reins. And that's like my dream client is that they trust me and it's hard to trust someone. It's also hard to value things that you're not very knowledgeable about. But what I try to do is send very frequent updates and like in-depth things of like, hey, this is what I did today, my after report, and then kind of break down each thing I did and why it's important, why I did it, just so it, it, it educates them. Even if they're not going to be hands-on, I would just love for them to know like the progress and not think like, oh, I'm giving this girl a check and all she's doing is posting online and hashtagging it and, you know, crossing her fingers. Like I want them to know it's way more in depth than that. There's lots of strategy and yeah. Uh, eventually they learn a side of me and normally they just jump on and, you know, we get hands on together. It's super fun. How do you tackle the question? I get this one and it, it's one of those where, uh, the combination between marketing and sales, right? So if somebody's paying you to be their marketing agency, they are looking for or expecting some sort of ROI, some sort of return on investment, right? 
And from a marketing standpoint, that's not always something we can measure. From a sales standpoint, we can definitely look at conversions. Um, so how do you tackle that ROI question? Like, you know, I'm paying you X amount of dollars. When am I gonna see that return? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, that's a, an amazing question because again, yeah, it's hard to explain to people that marketing isn't overnight. It's not like you can just go viral and it's not, um, you know, these postings and what we're doing is instant gratification for anything. But I like to just break down things like compress them and try to show people like, you know, search engine optimization. It's like planting a seed like everywhere, um, you know, around the internet. And eventually that's going to become this one huge, like, you know, plant that's flourishing. Um, mm. You know, it's just these little things are going to build up and, and social media is like a snowball. Like the more you post, the more active you are, the more people you make relationships with, with on there, it's going to snowball. Um, and again, like ads, I'm, I compare them to billboards because a lot of the time people uh, I work with are a little older and they love this analogy where I'm like, Hey, ads, like, they're like a billboard. You can't just put up a billboard one day and the next day you have a million sales. Like you're going to have to test where to put this billboard mm -hmm. and like what people are around your billboard, which is like your target audience for ads. So kind of just like getting on their level rather than, you know, talking their ear off about all these technicalities. It tends to work for me. Oh, totally, totally. And the long tail effect of creating content is phenomenal. You and I are the same pro, uh, same type of business. My approach is a little bit different. Uh, I'm more along the lines of, look, you don't, nobody knows who you are. Nobody, uh, you have maybe some foot traffic and your friends and family getting some referrals, but that's not really sales. That's order taking. These are people who are going to do business with you pretty much anyway. How do you get those customers that are outside that have no clue who you are? Right. And so for me, this is one of those things where like you need to create content. And I love the billboard because I use the same example. I'm like, look, social media is nothing. But every time you scroll, each one of those is a billboard. And the winner in this space is the one who shows up the most because that's the frequency. It's like watching the news. Doesn't matter whether you watch the red side or the blue side. The message is repeated over and over and over and over again until you start thinking, oh, well, that's got to be the way it is. And it works the same way with marketing. You want to create enough content to put it out there. Um, there's always the argument in the marketing space, quantity over quality. So mm. my question to you is, which one or which one is the best for your strategy? Oh my gosh. Well, you need both is my opinion. You need quality and quantity, but um, yeah, that's a great question. When I first started, obviously no one knew or cared about who I am. Um, I didn't have any portfolio to show these businesses what I could do for them. I didn't even know what I was doing, to be honest. I just had to throw myself in there. But I think like my biggest tip is just network, just keep networking, keep working hard on your content. Like, like you said, like, you have to at least show skills in some way. If you don't have other clients and other work to show them, you have to show that you're willing to work on your skills. You can present them what you can do for them. Maybe even, I know that everyone says always pay, always get paid for the work you do. But in the beginning, I did offer, you know, a couple free samples. Like if you don't have the credentials, you have to be willing to work hard. And mm -hmm. so I would go to them and be like, can I just show you, you know, two samples I could do for your business? Could I show you a presentation for free? I still do that today. Like 
maybe I don't have to, but it makes me feel good when I get off a pitch call with a client or team and I'm like, hey, I'm going to put together a free presentation for you by today. You'll have it by this evening. Um, it breaks down everything we talked about, strategy, pricing levels, stuff like that. And that kind of puts you ahead of people, just showing like you care and you're going to put in the extra effort rather than, you know, just dipping out and hoping that it goes your way. It's your credibility. Like you're, you're like, look, I've done this before. Let me show you what I can do. I use the podcast for the same exact thing. I'm like, look, you can go and create content with somebody else or just hop on my show real quick. Let me show you how we do things. And if you like it, great, you can work with us. And if not, it's cool. There's somebody else who's gonna fit your criteria, but at least you're developing uh, a relationship. You're putting your best foot forward and you have something in your portfolio, regardless of whether that person works with you, you have created content pieces that you can present to other people. If you are gonna be talking to Clara first getting started, what advice would you give her for any of these people who are thinking about getting into marketing or any of the social media gigs, right? What's the advice you would give to somebody just getting started? Oh my gosh, just stop caring about what people think and stop being scared about failures. Like. When I first started, I would be shaking like this, like picking up the phone and then I would hang up and I'd cancel a meeting. Like I was so scared to just, just, you know, give it a chance. And like, I cowered away from the cold approach and the sales part. I was like, I hate sales. I'm never going to do sales. Sales is in every single job. You cannot avoid it. Same with marketing, honestly. Um, but once you get comfortable with making yourself uncomfortable, if that makes sense, you, you go really far just you know, remember that everyone's going to go through this, especially owning your own business um, and pick up the phone and network and just say yes um, is what I would tell Clara who first started because she was very scared and timid and cared a lot about what people think. And just in general, failures in life are going to take you really far. Like you have to get comfortable with being like failure is really inevitable for everyone. You can't name one single entrepreneur that hasn't failed a million times. But I will say like all my failures push me to be a better person every single day as cliche as it sounds like you really need that to put a fire under your ass on it. sorry if I don't no okay. you're good you're good okay <laughs> but um yeah it just it gives you a fire and if you were constantly winning and you were plateauing and it just wouldn't be fun no I totally agree and James the other business bro the uh, insurance bro over here says stellar advice absolutely look uh it's it's funny that you have to look at things uh like from the outside looking in, right? Like your customers have a completely different idea of what things are and where you want to take them. Um, they have a, I don't know, how can I say it? It's kind of like in real estate right now. Real estate's hot. So we always talk about how sellers have this idea of what their house is worth compared to what the market thinks it's worth. Setting yep. that expectation. When you sit down with a client, I'm sure they have certain expectations of what they expect from you. And you have to deal with, um, as you were saying, kind of the rejection. I heard this guy on TikTok, by the way, and since I saw it on TikTok, it must be true. But he said <laughs> the biggest fear he had was dealing with rejection. It would yeah. stop him from moving forward for everything. So when he would try to present something that was different from what the client said, fear of rejection would maybe hold him back from doing that. And what he did was he embraced rejection. So he would physically try to get rejected every day and he would do crazy stuff like he said he would uh, go eat fast food and at the end of his meal he'd go and ask for like a burger refill right and like like just to see what people would say just to be uncomfortable to accept that and i think that's what you're talking about like going out and just 
doing and accepting the failure when the customer has this expectation and then you have to kind of bring them down to reality of what is actually going to happen you face fearing that hearing that rejection um when you're dealing with it and you kind of were in the trenches first getting started do you have any tricks or anything that you did to kind of embrace that rejection Oh yeah. That's the toughest part about starting your business is the rejection. And when I first started, I was terrible at accepting it. Like if someone said, we're going to move in a different direction, we're not going with you or they would let me go. Um, I would completely go in my shell. It would ruin my whole day. I'd be in a negative headspace. I would just sulk. And it's, I mean, it's just very black and white, my answer, but when you get rejected, just think about the next one. Like, don't even dwell on it. Don't even give your brain a second to rest on that thought. I would just say like, you know, go to a coffee shop, change your setting, and then just concentrate on getting the next project done or get the next client, go apply more, go, go reach out to more people. Just like, don't give it more than like 10 minutes or you're going to get caught up in the negativity. Mm, so true. How do you deal with the other side of it? How do you deal with the imposter syndrome? Because I don't know about you, but mm. I know for a fact that if I sit down with a client, I know usually way more about business than they do. I know way more about marketing than they do. And yet there are times where I stand here and I look at my mentors and I look at people in my marketing space and I'm standing there thinking like I'm, I'm surrounded by giants. Look at all these great, why would anybody hire me? How do you deal with imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome comes like all the time. I mean, everyone, even the top of the top, I'm sure they have it sometimes when they talk to certain people or, you know, it usually comes out when uh, a client's talking about something I know um, or I don't know, um, or I meet someone in my industry that's talking about something I'm unsure of. Um, but I would say that if you just quickly be re resourceful, just go look it up, go learn about it, go learn about the things you don't know when you feel that insecurity, um, rather than being like, oh, I don't have that skill set. I don't know what that means. Usually sometimes I'm on meetings with a client and they say, can you do X, Y, Z? And in my head, I, I'm thinking, oh, I have no clue what that is or how I'm going to do it. But I never say no. I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. I'll get off this call and I'll work on it. And then along the way, if you're still lost, you can ask questions, but try to be resourceful. Like I think that's my number one thing that pushed me ahead was just knowing how to solve a problem without forgetting about it or pushing it aside, just getting it done while it's a problem in front mm. of you right then and there. So whether that's Googling or YouTube, I guarantee it, it's going to be out there. You just have to learn about it and it'll probably be free too. You don't have to pay a lot of money to learn the stuff that I do. I honestly, I've never bought a course um, or anything. I just learned purely off YouTube, Google um, podcasts and practicing it myself. The information is out there. Like you can get almost any piece of information or knowledge or how to directly on the internet. But something else that I think is really cool is literally you and I are in the same marketing space. You're on a business podcast that literally competes with you. We do the same type of business and yet we're really open in sharing with each other, right? And I think this is a part of what a, what uh, the marketing community, I, I feel like most people don't quite understand. It's not really a dog eat dog world. We're really no. helpful. There's more than enough businesses out there for us to work together. What's been your experience like when it's time to solve a problem? You've tried to YouTube it, you try to Google it, and maybe you reach out to somebody. Do people like just reject you and tell you, hell no, go figure it out yourself? Or are they pretty open and share like, this is what I've done before? 
Oh, not at all. No, I think uh, the marketing space, we're actually very friendly with each other and we're very supportive. Actually, just today, funny you even brought this up. Um, once a week, I get on a call, like someone sets up a call and they say, I think it's a potential client and I get on and it's a marketing agency owner. And immediately, mm. you know, you could be that person that's like, oh, dang it. Like I'm stuck on this call and like, I want to get off this. It's wasting my time and you're my competitor. But instead of like changed my perspective, I'm like, oh, this is opportunity. Like I'm going to network with this person and find out what they're doing and they'll get to ask me questions and we get to like, you know, just go back and forth and educate each other and see what we're doing. And it, usually you come out of that call, like you feel really good because you relate to 90% of the things and then they'll teach you like a couple tricks um, and advice that they do. And that's what I was doing with this guy today. Uh, we were just... I was like, hey, I, I'm not going to you know, work on your team, but how about we just sit here and we talk a little bit about you know, what your agency is doing and I'd be happy to answer questions too. So yeah, no. And I also have a group chat that I created on Instagram and it just has marketing entrepreneurs in there because this life gets a little lonely. Um, you're always totally. out there by yourself. You're always second guessing and hoping that what you're doing is right. So I started this group chat just to be like, hey, at the end of the day, if anyone wants to vent you know, do advice or creative sessions. Uh, we're always open to it. So we go back and forth every day. Isn't it amazing how much better you feel when you can reach out to somebody like that? Like, it, I don't think people quite understand how lonely it can be as an entrepreneur. Every decision you make affects your bottom line. It might affect the mm -hmm. vendor relationship. It might affect the client. And you kind of feel like all this pressure is here. You don't want to share it with anybody. But you know that there's other people out there that are having the same weights lifted off their shoulder when they yeah. can talk to you about it. It's almost like sometimes it's a gripe session. Sometimes it's a brainstorming session, but you're there for each other. And that's to me, that's one of the most amazing things in this marketing space. And we're all fun and creative. Like we're all just out here trying to do grab attention as best we can, make these things convert as best we can and have fun while we're doing it. So let me ask you, because I, I got to make sure I ask you all my questions, right? Um, <laughs> what, what has been your biggest struggle in acquiring customers? How are you getting customers? See, this one is like a great question because I always wonder this about other agencies. Like, I feel like everyone's acquiring in a different way. But um, obviously, like I can go through routes of cold approach messaging is my main way of doing it now. So I don't know if I created this term, but it's called a growth clerk. Uh, I just made up that term, but um, I hire virtual assistants and they're normally overseas because they're cheaper and be like, you know, a job mm -hmm. that's a thousand dollars a month here in the US. But instead, you know, they really need the money and they're looking for work. So um, I hire them for I mean, it's it's cheaper than a thousand, but they they aren't overworked. They work like 20 hours a week and all they do is they're your little businessman over the internet and they go and get you leads. So um, I could nerd out and just go and in really in depth with this, but basically full time you have growth clerks messaging people and that opens up this, you know, gate of, okay, let's get on a call. They book the call with me. I go and pitch them my services. So that's one way um, that I'm sure a lot of people use through LinkedIn messaging, Instagram messaging, um, then also ads for my business and things like Upwork, Freelancer, like constantly diversifying uh, your ways of reaching out to people in different industries. I try not to get stuck on one because if that one thing fell out, then you would kind of be in a predicament. So yeah, I try yeah. to find new ways every day on how to reach out to people.
it's like the multiple streams of income. You want to have multiple streams of income because if one dries up, then uh, if you're only dependent on that one and dries up, you're in trouble. Uh All right. Well, how about, uh, you know, if people want to work with you and they're like, look, this is this this is somebody I want to talk to. She's like down to earth. Uh, She's not going to be pressuring me. She's offering me the opportunity to listen. What's that sales process like? How do people work with you? a lot of customers coming your way (laughs) i hope so um no but i always tell my client like my goal at the end of the day is to make it easy on you like i just want everything to feel at ease and simple i don't want to put more work on you and i don't want to sit back for objectives either i want to be like a guiding light that's also not making you feel stressed out because i've noticed in this industry that people get really overwhelmed with marketing because you know every day you're trying to explain a new thing you're doing or there's a million different strategies and you also can't measure exactly like you know when people are coming to me and they're like So can you give me the exact amount of, you know, followers and sales and everything I'll have in three months? And it's hard to step them back and be like, there's no definite answer to this. But and then I just go through an explanation of like my processes, the average, you know, growth rate that you're going to see. I try to break everything down in a simple way. So I send out an email with just starting, you know, starting objectives that I need, you know, your logos, your target audience, your branding, and then. I basically take that one email and then I go off and I have a quick turnaround rate. I take a lot of pride in it. So it takes like 48 hours for me to come up with a strategy plan, new graphics for approval, like caption copies, also phase two uh, sales processes. So then I present them a huge package after 48 hours um, and they get on another call with me. We go over adjustments, questions and make them feel comfortable. And then we get started. And then from there, I just send a million updates all the time and we just go back and forth on things things. But yeah, again, I try to make it really easy. And communication is the key. You stop communicating with your clients. Even you can't over communicate. If they tell you to shut up and stop talking to them, then you've over communicated. But until that time it happens, you communicate as often as you possibly can. I love that. Stay on top of them as much as possible. All right. Yeah. So if people do want to work with you, how do they get a hold of you? Shout to my little friend. Any way they prefer. Uh, my email, which is showing down there, I believe. Yes. Um, usually that's the main way, but also my social media, Baldwin, or at Ground Plan Studio for my marketing agency. I don't care. It's whatever they prefer. Nice, nice. All right. And then, of course, you got something going on uh, a book, I think I heard of. Hey, I'm giving away free money. Yes. So I have a nonprofit for domestic abuse survivors. It's called Peace Over Pieces. Um, I basically podcast with survivors and they tell them um, or tell us their stories of abuse, how they overcame it. Also, it opens up for donations to get them out of that and transition them into a new life of safety and peace. Um, So, yeah, I I created a book and it's with 14 survivors, real stories, some anonymous and some claim their name and also my story at the end. Um, But it's just a book and it's 100 percent donations uh, to the people that really need it to transition out of the dangers in their life. So check Mm. it out. Beautiful, beautiful. And I love how you're taking what was essentially a tragedy in your life and turning it into a guiding light for others. So that's amazing, first of all. Uh, Lastly, before we head out, any last minute thoughts, maybe something I didn't ask you or something you wanted to share with the audience? 
Uh, I was just going to say for anyone who is teetering on the line of wondering if they should do a business, I always say, please do it. It's the best thing you could ever do in your life. Um, I, you know, I was making less than McDonald's workers when I first started, like I had less, no money for rent or food or anything. Um, but that's almost what you need. You can't really start when you have a full-time job and like, you can't start when you're halfway in halfway out. So I would just say, really believe in yourself. You're going to gain confidence by just trying it. And if, even if it doesn't work out, you can always look back and be like, I did start a business. And you know, that put these credentials on my resume to move even further in the corporate world if you decide to go back. So yeah, I just think that the business world of entrepreneurship, it really has changed my life and brought me so much happiness every day. And it's not always easy, but it's very fulfilling. Mr. Producer says, what's that podcast of yours called? Oh, sorry. Peace over pieces. Peace over up. pieces. Yes. Perfect. Peace uh, over pieces. All right, Clara. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. I made you a promise at the beginning. I said the goal was to A, set the bar way up here when it comes to any other podcast you ever go on, and B, was to talk about your business in the best light possible and keep you smiling. So for us, video testimonials are big. What was your experience like on the business, bros? Easily best podcast I've ever been on. <laughs> your energy is amazing. Um, I could just do this all night, honestly. But yeah, just and the tech is extremely advanced and impressive. So good for you. I'm really impressed. And I just hope that, you know, you guys go really far. I'm probably going to tune into all of your episodes. Awesome. And by the way, if I had it, which James, I probably should have had it. I would have dropped that Captain America line. I could do this all day. That's the, I'm sure he was thinking the same yes. thing as I was. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> all right, ladies and gents. Uh, one more time. Clara.Baldwin is her social media. And you can find her, Clara, at gpsmarketing.info or go to gpsmarketing.info and check out her information. Look, marketing is something every business has to do. You just have to. The way you do it is you get in front of more people and tell them what it is you do. Now, there are a number of different approaches that you can go. Might as well work with somebody who's already experienced, who's done it for other companies. So one more time, gpsmarketing.info, gpsmarketing.info, or find her on social at clara.baldwin. Ladies and gents, we'll see you guys again manana. Clara, thank you again for being on the show. Thank Peace. you so much. And we're out. Thanks for watching The Business Bros. If you're ready to get more clients and want to work with The Business Bro, visit our website, www.businessbros.biz, and click on the Need More Customers button, or learn how to generate more referrals with our video testimonial packages. Go to www.businessbros.biz and start getting more